What is going on, Taylor? Going on, man. What a day Woo. of football yesterday. <laughs> the weekend of football. Everything uh, was crazy. Call, that a, call it a day. I call that a nightmare. Yeah. I don't even know if I would call it football, to be honest. Yeah. Are you excited for our first official video? I know last week was... <laughs> uh, was like, last oh, week was a struggle. Yeah. It was painful. Uh, but yeah, I'm ready. Let's let's get into it. Let's do All this. Right. Uh, so, guys, for our listeners the people out what there... They don't want. We are live on YouTube. If you're listening to this on Spotify later or Apple Podcasts, make sure you go subscribe to the YouTube channel. We are live every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern time uh, for all things college and NFL. And we will answer questions again. We are live right now. But if you miss the live again, check us out Friday. All right. Uh, so we'll go in first. We'll break into the the Alabama, the number one team. Uh Bryce Young did have a slight injury. He is a game-time decision uh, versus Texas A&M. You know, uh, they did put Milrow in. They're a four-star quarterback recruit. He is a freshman from Katy, Texas. If he is a game-time decision, Taylor, this is what I pose to you. This is the question I need answered. I need to rub. I need you to shave your head and let me rub your head bald like a little genie in a lamp. If... Bryce Young is available tomorrow. Should Alabama go with Bryce Young or rest him and put Monroe in because he played pretty decent when he did have uh, some game time action? I would say rest him. Uh, I mean, Texas A&M clearly is not a threat. They've shown that. Uh, that's just a straight up fact. They're not a threat. They suck. I'm not going to say like they're the worst team out there, but they suck compared to what they came in or what their hype was when they came in. Uh, I think it's highly important that college teams take away from the NFL and see uh, what happened with Tua. I know this wasn't a concussion thing, uh, but take what we saw with the NFL and address that with your college players and evaluate, is it worth us winning one game uh, and risking this young man's career and future and life and all this stuff? Mm -hmm. I would say no. Alabama, it's Alabama. They're good. They're always good. They recruit well. They've got some strong, big uh, players out there. I think they'll be just fine if they don't start them. So I think they'll be fine. And if I was, and if, you know, if it was up to me, I'm not starting them and uh, we'll go with the backup quarterback. Yeah. Now I would agree. You said, you said uh, strong and big. That is everything that Milrow is. I don't know if you've seen a photo of him. The man looks like a linebacker playing quarterback. <laughs> um, he did burst for a couple big runs when he did come in. I I do think that you should go with Milrow. Uh, would agree with you there against Texas A&M. I think Texas A&M is more of a let Milrow. It's a big kind. Of, it's an SEC game, but I uh, lets Milrow kind of get some experience while giving Bryce Young, your Heisman quarterback, uh, a break because the following week is Tennessee, and Tennessee is right now moving along uh, with Hidden Hooker. Yeah. So I, I to me, you put Milrow in, get him experience. If you don't trust his throwing ability, again, the man is the size of Adrian Peterson playing quarterback. So behind that five-star offensive line and Jamari Gibbs, you know, former five-star running back, just run it down their throats. Play an old-school speed option, college ball. And uh, I don't think Texas A&M has what it takes to uh, to stop that Alabama team with Melrose at quarterback and let Bryce Young 
just rest up a bit, man, because, again, Tennessee is going to be a heavy hitter, and you want your Heisman quarterback to be 100% for that game. So we already know that Alabama is legit, right? They're not pretenders. Uh, they haven't been great, though. They've been tested. We're going to go to maybe some lesser-known teams that maybe just broke into the top 25. It's the team that everyone wants to talk about. It's like your little brother scoring his first touchdown. You're super excited. Kansas. Is Kansas legit? And after the Kansas, we'll talk a little bit about TCU. But I just want to get into Kansas here in a bit. What is going on with my PC, dude? There we go. Let me... Sorry. Technical issues all around. There we go. Yeah, for some reason it was like pulled up an antivirus uh, stuff. So that's stupid. I'm not trying to scan so, Google Chrome. Stop. So we are talking about Kansas and whether or not they are a legit team or not. Yeah. Um, they, they definitely look promising. Uh, I wouldn't say... I would say it might be a little too early to tell uh, because I don't think they really face anybody that's, you know, considered a threat. They played, uh, I think that's Tennessee Tech, West Virginia, and West Virginia is not playing good football this year. Houston, Duke, and then Iowa State, and they barely beat Iowa State, and Iowa State's not ranked. Uh, I think uh, tomorrow is going to be a real test for them coming up against TCU, who I believe we're going to be talking about as well uh i think if they can beat tcu and beat them in like a really good fashion uh i think we can consider them legit uh they play oklahoma on the 15th yeah uh oklahoma is struggling so that's not really a good game to gauge Uh, they're still figuring out some stuff uh baylor's a good team they're not fantastically great or anything Oklahoma and say State they're really is going to be a tough yeah, game for was, Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> that is going to be a tough Oklahoma one. State and Kansas State would probably be the only games where I think they're going to actually struggle outside of TCU. Uh, I think if they make it into the college playoffs, they're going to get absolutely demolished. Yeah, I don't think they're there yet. I I do. Th- yeah. I'm glad that they are at 19. Uh, I think Jalen Daniels is a Heisman, not front runner, but he is Heisman consideration. Uh, especially if you're a quarterback that's taking Kansas into the top 25. I think that's, you know, hand clap regardless of who you played. Yeah. Um, but like you said, uh, are they pretenders? Are they legit? I think they're legit in a sense of they're currently ranked 19. I think that's where they should be to where I would consider them legit. I would say they're yeah. pretenders if they were like top 10, top 15. But I think about that uh, 15 to 20 range is where I would say, okay, they're legit a top 15 to 20 team, but not, you know, 14, top 14. Uh, Agreed. And I said uh, enough praise for Jalen Daniels uh, playing lights out. Uh, So we'll go into, there's, let's go, I'm going to ask their next five games. I'm going to ask you, is it a win or a loss? And we'll kind of see if they continue this uh, unbeaten record. Uh, so, who, you know, Kansas coming into TCU, who wins that game? I have Kansas winning that one. Uh, and the only reason I say that is I still, uh, as far as I'm, you know, the information I have, I believe TCU is still using their backup quarterback. I know he was their starter starter yeah. last season, but uh, he's considered their backup right now. So 
they're still working through some changes on the offensive side of the ball. So I think because of that, Kansas is going to beat them. Uh, so I think TCU will take that loss and they'll get that win. All right. So you think that Kansas moves on to 6-0. and uh, Then they go on to Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma loses this one. Uh, I think it'll be close. I don't think it'll be as bad as the TCU game. Uh, but I do think Kansas will beat Oklahoma. So you think they go on to seven and oh, Kansas fans? If yeah. you're if you're a Jayhawk fan and everyone's saying Kansas is nothing but a basketball school, uh, Taylor's saying everyone out there saying Kansas is not nothing but a basketball school to STFU <clears throat> because Kansas is legit on the football side of things. Uh, then we go Baylor. I think uh, Kansas beats Baylor. Uh, it's a toss-up for me, but I do think Baylor loses this one, mm-hmm. and I think Kansas is going to come out and be 8-0 on that. All right. Now, against Oklahoma State, is this their first loss? It's supposed to be like the last question for Kansas. Uh, are they going eight and or 9-0 and or 8-1 and to kind of round this uh, almost the end of the season? I think Oklahoma State's going to beat them. <laughs> so yeah, so I quick. Think, <laughs> I think Oklahoma State's beating them. Yeah. Uh, that's a That's a tough team. I really don't see uh, Kansas State bringing any firepower to that game. It's not going to be a close one. I think they're going to get blown out, and yeah. uh, they're going to get a reality check on that one because uh, that's probably – I think that's the best team they're going to play all season, yeah. in my opinion. So uh, I, th- I don't think it's going to fare well for them. So you think – like I'm thinking – look in the remaining schedule. I think they finished 10-2, and two, which is very great for Kansas Jayhawk football. Uh, I think that would put them in the top 12 at, at the very least, uh, just going off strength of schedule. I know Jayhawks fans are going to be like, give us Alabama. But Cincinnati did that last year and got, got Alabama, and yep. uh, they later regretted getting Alabama. So I do I do agree with you there. I think Oklahoma State, they're not going to suffer their first loss until Oklahoma State. So if you're a Jayhawk fan, be excited for the next couple weeks of winning uh, and just embrace it because, you know, doesn't always last. Um, and then we go into we go into TCU, man. Um, are they legit? They're currently ranked uh, 17. You know, uh, are they a legit team in uh, the college football? I guess you want to say space or atmosphere or what do you want to call it? No, I don't think they're a legit team. Uh, so they beat Colorado, they beat uh, Tarleton State, they beat SMU, and then they beat Oklahoma. The only real good win there was against Oklahoma. Oklahoma's rebuilding. Oklahoma has a lot of stuff that they're figuring out. I'm not being biased on this at all. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think they've really had any uh, competition whatsoever this entire season. And I think oh, it's Kansas ready to, it's slides ready. through. Yeah, it's getting ready yeah. to kick up. So I think... <laughs> I think Kansas beats them uh, tomorrow. Uh, It might be a close game uh, because TCU does have some tricks up their sleeve. Uh, Oklahoma State's going to demolish them. I mean, I think Kansas State wins that as well. Uh, Yeah, Kansas State's going to beat them. And then West Virginia will be a dub. Uh, I don't see West Virginia putting up a fight with anybody, especially a ranked team. Uh, Texas Tech, I don't know. I don't even know if you could call them a football team right now. I think Texas. Uh, Texas. I think, I think Quinn Ewers is coming back yeah, from injury. I think, yeah, I think when he gets back, Texas is – so 
if Texas is healthy, Texas is a top 15 team. Yeah. Uh, when they're healthy, in my opinion. And uh, if they have him back by then, he's healthy, good to go. That's a wrap. Sorry, yeah. TCU. But uh, it was fun at the beginning of the season. But <laughs> you're about to get a reality check. The fun's over. Yeah. I think Baylor. Uh, Baylor. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one for them. Uh, Iowa State, I think they'll cap it off with a win. Yeah, I think. But, uh, I, think... I, I, w- I would say they're pretenders. I mean, they've really faced no one. I mean, I don't even know where Tarlington State is. <laughs> I mean, are they playing community colleges? Horn Frog fans, I'm sorry. We both have to agree that you guys are pretenders right now. Uh, but if you're going to egg somebody's house, let it be his, not mine. Uh, yeah, I just yeah go ahead and egg my house. That's fine. I, I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> I just, I, I, I agree with you. I don't, I just don't. TCU is one of those teams that I think is being slept on, but I don't think they're legit. I think they have the, the chance to, excuse me, uh, upset some people. But I just, I don't know. I don't think they have it in them. Uh, when they had Zach Evans at running back, maybe uh, that defense or offense. The offense is already dynamic, but I think with Zach Evans, it would have put him in that legit uh, series yeah. as far as giving that extra dimension. But uh, yeah, I think that TC right now they're they're pretenders. They haven't really played anybody in this upcoming schedule. Is that's as tough as schedules as they come, uh, at least for their division. Obviously, they're not in like the SEC or anything like that. So. Uh, but they got a pretty hard schedule coming up. So then we move on, and we go to your to your team that TCU just beat, uh, unfortunately. And I know your wife was sitting there going, "Oh, you." Uh, when <laughs> they were losing, because she did that the other day when they lost as well. Um, so I apologize. Although Ashley, uh, thank you. The troll job is amazing. But uh, so I just said they're sitting right now six in the the nation for recruiting. So Brent Venables is doing great in the recruiting aspect of games. He's got a lot of big time, uh, especially on the defense side of recruits. They got Derek LeBlanc, uh, four star defensive end, who's gonna help you guys out in the pass rush there. Uh, but OU is not looking like OU. Um, obviously you know that they were ranked. They're unranked now, three and two. Uh, what's the issue they're facing right now? I'm going to kind of let you have this segment. This is your team. So so I, I, I think the biggest issue that they're facing right now is they're working with the previous coach and staff's recruits, uh, mainly Grinch. Uh, his defensive mind was not what we needed. The entire time he was with Oklahoma, we sucked defensively. I mean, it was – we were always giving up at least 50 points to every single team we played. Didn't matter who it was. Uh, it was always, oh, we're about to see 50 points up on the board from both teams. Uh, so I think that's one of the biggest issues is he's working with the leftovers, uh, if you will. Uh, and it's his first year. You know, it's a whole new coaching staff, whole new team, lost a bunch of key players. So it, it's going to take time for him to get a feel of the program. Uh, he's going to have his recruits next year. Uh, you know, I think next year they're going to be fantastic. Uh, I do think, though, tomorrow, Oklahoma, Texas, the rivalry, 
it brings out something special on both sides of the football. Uh, so I think Oklahoma might get like this little like push of, you know, confidence if they beat mm-hmm. Texas in that rivalry game. And then hopefully that rolls over and maybe they can beat Kansas. It's an if. I'm not hopeful. I'm not going to give anybody false hope. I think they beat Iowa State. I think it's a close game with Baylor. They might win that one. West Virginia is a win. I think Oklahoma State demolishes Oklahoma. And then Oklahoma caps it off with an easy win against Texas Tech. Uh, That's me being extremely hopeful. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, I'm not really going to judge too harshly, except for when I'm watching the game, uh, because it's year (laughs) one, you know. When I'm watching the game, it's different. You know, right now I've had time to process stuff. It's all good. But uh, year one, you know, chalk it up as a learning experience for everyone. But the next year, that's when you start getting criticized. That's when we start nitpicking and, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. Criticize, criticize, criticize. All right. So the good thing for you, I will say this, uh, Taylor. Oklahoma has a pretty easy remaining schedule. Like looking over it, right? Looking at the schedule right now, that you said Texas without Quinn Ewers might be an easy team. They still got Bajan Robinson, Xavier Worthy, so they still got some threats. Uh, but I think Oklahoma could take that. Dylan Gabriel's been playing all right. Um, and I don't think you guys are as bad as people think you guys are. Uh, I mean, it's Oklahoma, so you have that standard of college football playoffs, at least top 10. So you're not sitting where you want to be, especially unranked. Uh, but in his first year, being 3-2 and two right now with who they played, um, you know, you lost back-to-back games. But other than that, it's like, I mean, TCU, like I said, I don't know if they're legit, but they're not a bad team. And then Kansas State has surprised everybody, so... I wouldn't yeah. hold my head there. But um, Texas without Quinn Ewers, I think you guys could take that. Kansas is going to be a tough game, but I think overall the recruiting for Oklahoma, you guys have beefier offense alignment, defense alignment than Kansas, and I think that that potentially might overwhelm Kansas there. Um, Iowa State's a cakewalk. Baylor's going to be a tough game. West Virginia should be a cakewalk. And then Oklahoma State being the only – to me, to me, Oklahoma State for the remaining schedules – the only team that Oklahoma should worry about. Agreed. Uh, so I would say that Oklahoma fans pump the brakes on the fire Brent Venables chants and uh, whatnot. I know there's some rumblings. Lincoln Riley wouldn't be Luke three and two and yeah. all this, but <laughs> he did. Let's remind you that he took like half the team and like all the staff and everything overnight. When, yeah, overnight <laughs> to to go on to to Hollywood. So give Brett a. Just a little bit of a break um, over there in uh, Oklahoma. Don't kill him yet. Give him a year. Um, facing the same stuff with Billy Napier in Florida. Obviously, we're not sitting where we want to be, but you got to chalk this up to, like you said, Taylor, first year in. Uh, let, let them get his guys in. So we talked about Oklahoma being ranked sixth in the recruiting rankings. We'll move on to some recruiting news. Florida State. Uh, offered wide receiver Jerron Wallace. Uh, he's like a two-star recruit, three-star recruit. Um, and then he committed, and then they said that was not a committable offer, even though they offered him verbally and sent him a letter in the mail 
with the official offer saying that was not an offer that you could commit to, that they basically never wanted him, especially after the five-star wide receiver, Akeem Williams, which I know he's a tremendous talent at wide receiver, uh, but they definitely revoked it after he committed uh, a couple weeks later. Uh, should teams be able to offer if they aren't willing to accept a commitment from a player? Yes. You want to expand? <laughs> Sounds terrible, but yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it's... Yes. I will no longer expand. Yes. <laughs> I mean, things change. Uh, different players become available. And if it was the case that, oh, we offered them this offer, we have to stick with it. Teams all around would suck because they went with this player because they were available at the time. And then later yeah. on, this player became available. And they're like, well, we can't go after this player because we have this whole, whole, you know, group of people right here. I think, yes, they can. And I think players should expect that to possibly happen, especially if you're not a five-star recruit. If you're not five-star, you know, there's a the chance yeah. of it happening. Is it is it wrong? Kinda. Is it immoral? Yeah. But it's college football, and college football is about money, you know. And if money, they can money, get a player money. that's going to bring in more money for the school and the program, then they're going to go ahead yeah. and get them. And I completely understand it. I get it. Uh, uh, it sucks, but uh, hold your head up high. Go find some other offers and go out there and show them what they're missing out. Yeah, and uh, Jerron Wallace. Uh... He just got offered to ECU. He's got some other schools, but I think ECU is probably the biggest one um, that he's gotten so far. He's he's a decent receiver, but I, I agree with you there. Um, you got Akeem Williams, five-star recruit, or some kid. It's it's a numbers game. Colleges get like 20 or 30 uh, scholarships. I'm not exact on the number, but 20 or 30 scholarships per recruiting cycle. And if spots start filling up and a five-star says, hey, I want to come to your school, if you're not a four-star at least, they usually look at their three-stars and two-star recruits or whatever rank you are and kind of go, hey, I'm sorry, but it's just business. Uh, it is what it is, and it's crappy. I think the biggest issue for me is how FSU went about it. Um, they was very unprofessional. They didn't really explain why they were doing it. They were just like, hey, we don't care. You committed. We don't want you. They could have simply said yeah. – uh, under you know could have reached out to the kid at least because they didn't even reach out to the kid or his mother they emailed his head coach um like weeks later or whatever so the kid didn't even know about it until his coach after football practice said hey you're no longer going to fsu yeah. which uh yeah. while i agree that it you know school should have the right to do that uh i do think there's a certain way you gotta go about it you know yeah. i mean you can't just be disrespectful or unprofessional i mean you're a program that's you hold your players to a high standard. You should be held to a high standard too with how you conduct yourselves in your business. And I think that they should have well, it's just common that courtesy. It's I, I, yeah, yeah, it's just common courtesy. Like, come it's like you don't break up over a text. You know, you send a letter and then move. Yeah, you send a letter through carrier, <laughs> through carrier yeah. pigeon, and then completely skip town. <laughs> oh man, Taylor, are you speaking from experience? All right, next topic here. <laughs> uh, with that being said, uh, like I said, we do agree, guys, um, that you should be able to pull an offer, unfortunately. If it if no one's signing the dotted line, you can should be able to pull in whatever you want to do, but at least do it respectfully. 
don't send an email. Now the coach has to break it to the player that, hey, you can't go to the, your dream school. He grew up an FSU fan. And yeah. I don't know. It's just it's kind of messed up. If I was a parent, I'd be kind of you know pissed off too. But oh, it I'd is be what peeved. it is. Um, so, Jerron Wallace, you know what? This is what you need to do, Jerron Wallace. Accept a scholarship to play D1 because you have them. And then do better than Hakeem Williams. Put up better numbers. And uh, we lost Taylor. So let me. Sorry, guys. Zoom's. Zoom is Zoom. If you're watching live, I apologize for the mishaps. If you're listening uh, through Spotify or Apple uh, Podcasts, what you guys don't see is Zoom has decided to make a paid subscription to use it for longer than its set time, which is super annoying. But we'll work through it because Skype is not working for us either. So just bear with us. Uh, again, Jerome Wallace, like I was saying, put up better numbers than Keem Williams and make FSU. When you play FSU, just put up big numbers and make them wish they went with you instead of the five-star. Yeah. It's the only thing you can really can it's do. It's the best advice you can give somebody in that situation is prove why they made a mistake and make them regret not grabbing you and be successful. Yeah. Uh, so with that being said, that will wrap. We'll do. We're gonna go into our games before we um, game predictions of the top twenty-five before we break into the NFL and what was the greatest game of all time on Thursday. Obviously, that's a joke. Uh, so we'll break into this. First with uh, Michigan versus Indiana. Michigan sitting at 5-0. and Does Michigan beat in Indiana? Taylor. Uh, yes, absolutely. Nothing to add. Yeah, I would agree there. Michigan, why I think they're not worthy of a top-five team um, based on strength of schedule, and Indiana's not helping them. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> they haven't played much, but they're playing Indiana. Yeah, I think no. they do go to 6-0. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, we'll move on to a – this is going to be an SEC battle, uh, although I don't think LSU is that good of a team. Uh, but Tennessee versus LSU, who do you got? Uh, I have Tennessee. Uh, LSU, I've watched a couple of their games, and they just don't look good. Uh, they are 4-1. And, and, but... and Tennessee is good. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, that offense is rolling. Got that one wrapped up with a nice little bow. Yeah. yeah, they're good. I'm going with the Volunteers as well. I think Hendon Hooker is uh, right now the clear favorite outside of C.J. Stroud to win the Heisman. I think it's a toss-up between uh, the two. Tennessee is just steamrolling right now. We have our TCU-Kansas game up next. Uh, I'm going to go with Kansas this game just because I'm a kind of got a little bit of Jayhawk in me rooting for him this season. Mm -hmm. Who do you go with? I've got Kansas as well. Uh, unfortunately, being an Oklahoma fan, I have the – Smallest, most almost unmeasurable amount of Jayhawk in me. Uh, it, it's fun to watch. I mean, it's a school yeah. that's been a dookie for years, you know, and watching them go out there and win these games and, you know, seem like they have a little bit of umph behind them. It's fun, you know. So I've got Kansas winning that one. Uh, TCU will put up a fight. Uh, but unfortunately, I think TCU's uh, little fun ride is coming to an end. Yeah, I would agree. Um, we go into Mississippi State versus Arkansas, Battle of the Mid. Uh, I mean, I'm just going off of, you know, upset. I'm going Arkansas. 
You're going to Arkansas. I I think I'm going to go with I mean, the, it, the upset as well. If man. there's if there's going to be an upset game, it's going to be that one. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi's eh, Arkansas's eh, but uh, Arkansas. Yeah. Um, I'd go with Arkansas as well for the upset. We have South Florida versus 24 Cincinnati. Uh, I know Cincinnati has a loss, but I think they're definitely more equipped uh, in this game. So I'm going Cincinnati. I don't think South Florida's got it on this one. I do agree. South Florida is basically bottom ranked in almost every statistical category outside of UNC Charlotte and a couple other teams. I'm going Cincinnati. Should be a pretty easy game. Um, We have Georgia versus Auburn. Georgia kind of stumbled the past couple weeks. They've won, but they kind of yeah. look like they look beatable. Does Auburn, yeah. who is a pretty solid team, they're three and two, but still solid. Can Auburn pull the upset? I definitely think they have have a chance at pulling that upset. But I think Georgia wins. I think it's going to be a close game, maybe decided by ten points. And you know, people are going to probably say Georgia's not it. Blah, 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 blah. But Alabama also had a really, really close game with Texas. Yep. And then they dropped, but they're back at, you know, Alabama status. So I think Georgia's just having a little, you know, little spell. Little hiccup. Whatever it is. Yeah, so I think Georgia beats Auburn, unfortunately. Uh, but definitely going with Georgia on that one. Bless you. Thank you. All right, I'm going to go with uh, Auburn. Uh, I think... And this is not me coming as a Gator fan, hoping for the upset. Uh, I don't know. I just, I got a little bit of hope, you know, as a college football fan to see. You've got a little hope as a Gator fan. (laughs) To see, yep. Because, you know, if Georgia loses and we win out, you know, we could win the SEC East still, you know, and Tennessee loses a couple games. Boy, you were hoping. We we <laughs> I'm throwing the line out there and hoping something bites. Uh so uh War Eagle. Um All right, we move on to Oklahoma State versus Texas Tech. Oklahoma State next. Yeah, that's simple. This one's gonna be pretty close. Utah versus UCLA. You, uh both teams playing pretty good. Look, I talked some mad trash about UCLA last week on our episode that did not uh, get aired. I said that UCLA was, you know, trash, but they proved me wrong. The last game they balled out. Yeah. Uh, Utah's a good school. Uh, I got the upset. I think UCLA has got some momentum behind them. I think they're going to take this and uh, roll with it. Yeah. I, listen, I went to that Florida Utah game and it was immaculate. But it definitely showed Utah had some weaknesses. Um, the quarterback for UCLA, uh, Thompson, he's got two last names. Let me let me look it up so I get Thompson Robinson. That's his full last name. Uh, I think he's balling out. I don't know if you've seen some of the plays he's been making. He's been playing like Magic Johnson out there on the football field. Yeah. Uh, he's got over 1,000 yards passing. I think he's Chip Kelly and gang has turned that UCLA program around and dare i say i think there's something a brewing up there in la yeah and it's shocking to say that anything with chip kelly's name attached to it's doing well yeah so i i think that ucla somehow pulls the uh, upset but 
I wouldn't be surprised if Utah hangs on. I think Utah is a good program uh, with a with a solid team. Uh, then we got Ohio State versus Michigan State. This should be pretty easy. Michigan State's two and three. <laughs> Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and go with the upset here. I've got Michigan State uh, no way, beating bro. Ohio State. Oh, oh, my God. All right, guys. Um, I'm kidding. Ohio State's going to take it. I, I think just, Ohio State's the best team in the country right now. I was just about to say, uh, this stream was sponsored by AA Meetings. Are you smoking crack <laughs> like Taylor? Oh, man, because... Uh, no, Ohio State's definitely got that one. Hi, I'm Taylor, and I pick upset games that shouldn't... <laughs> that, make, that makes zero sense. I should be locked in a loony bin. All right, yeah. we <laughs> number nine, Ole Miss versus the GOAT, Vanderbilt. Uh, Ole Miss. I know Vanderbilt started hot. I know it started off two, three, and something like that. But uh, Vanderbilt is now Vanderbilt again. Um... Surprisingly, they won three games this season, so that's plus. Uh, Ole Miss takes this. That's good, but... uh, I just think that Ole Miss, Jackson Dart, and gang uh, should be pretty easy. Uh, Washington versus Arizona State. Uh, Washington, Arizona State is a dumpster fire right now. Whoa, now. They got the GOAT quarterback, former Florida Gator Emory Jones over there leading the helm. As I said, <laughs> as I said, dumpster fire. All right. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you're turning, on your, Washington. Own, turning on your own head coach and leaking plays. But uh, I'm going yeah. Washington there. RIP uh, Herm Edwards career. Um, we got Clemson versus Boston College. I think this is pretty easy. I say Clemson, what you got? Unfortunately, Clemson. I wish they would play somebody really good. Clemson, so listen. Expose Clemson. From the booth, Taylor, would you agree Clemson, outside of Michigan, is a top five pretender? Yes. Okay, I'm glad we agree there. I'm sorry, Clemson fans, but uh, yeah. DJ Who's Your Mama is, uh, is not it. He's been playing better, but he's he's not no Trevor Lawrence, you know, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Uh I mean, he might get massages after the game because he's sore like Deshaun, but that's on a different note. Um, I, uh, we go USC, uh, the USC Snakes, I mean Trojans, uh, versus Washington State. I've got USC. Uh, I'm going to go with the upset here with Washington State. Uh, they are 4-1, and one, and, uh, I mean, the Cougars, they've been playing pretty well. Um I don't know. I think USC probably will win, but I'm, I just want to go with Washington State uh, for the sake of uh, Lincoln Riley, you know, that whole drama. Just for you, Taylor. You know, hopefully they get them back for you. Uh, then we got Kentucky and the most mid-quarterback ever in Will Levis versus South Carolina <laughs> against oh. the biggest bust quarterback, Spencer Rattler. Who do you got there? <clears throat> I've got Kentucky. Uh I said it from the beginning whenever Spencer Rattler was named the starting quarterback for Oklahoma that he was not good. It's not worth the hype. He is His head is way too big. He's an egomaniac. You know, it's all about him, 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 him. And he cries about everything. And he's Mama. showing it Mama. now. You know, he, does, he doesn't have, have really good wide receivers. He doesn't have really good running backs. He doesn't have a great offensive line. So now you're seeing what he's capable of, and it's nothing. 
Yeah, I would agree. I think Kentucky wins that, unfortunately. Um, we got Wake Forest versus Army. Ooh-ah. Well, you know, I don't think Army's strong, strong enough to take down Wake Forest. I got <laughs> Wake Forest. I, did, I got Wake Forest as well. I think Wake Forest is a very solid program. Um, then we got BYU and the uh, versus Notre Dame. Uh, this is interesting. This game is taking place in Las Vegas, apparently. Uh, yeah. Which I'm not sure how that's going to fare. You with got a bunch two. Of Christ- kids. You got two uh, religion schools, based you know Mormon and uh, Catholicism, in Sin City. That's kind of the biggest, like the yeah. funniest, like kind of thing you could possibly do. <clears throat> I've got BYU. Notre Dame was way over high. Yeah. Uh, coming into the season, uh, uh, they, they're definitely not winning this one. BYU. I think BYU and their fans go to Sin City, see ankles for the first time, and run scared. Oh my God, they're all sinners. I think Notre Dame wins this game in the battle of religion. Uh, that's what I'm going to call it. That. Um, I just think, I mean, I think BYU is a good team, but I just, I don't know. I guess I'm going for the underdogs this week. Uh, then we got Kansas State versus Iowa State. Uh, Kansas State, there's not even anything to talk about there. Yeah, I think uh, Martinez is playing great. Uh, Texas A&M versus Alabama. Again, this is a toss-up if Bryce Young plays. Uh, I don't think it matters. I think you, yeah, I think even if Bryce Young doesn't play, Alabama smokes them. Yeah, um, I mean, they can just hand it off to Gibbs the entire time. He put up 200-plus yards last game. So, <laughs> just keep handing him the ball and uh, watch him work. Um, Florida State versus NC State. Uh, NC State. Uh, I really, really, really wish NC State would have won uh, last week. But I'm still going to go with NC State. I don't think uh, Florida State's got it. I think NC State's a really good team. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't beat Clemson, but whatever. Yeah, I think that uh, NC State wins this game against Florida State. Although Florida State is playing pretty good football this year, they are playing good football. They got a squad. Yeah, um, but I think NC State uh, overall is just probably I don't, I don't know what the word to say is more organized. I guess I don't know. Um, yeah. I just think they're the better team, so I'm gonna go NC State. And then the last one is Oregon. Bo Nix has turned it around. He's been playing some great football. Um, versus, and then they got Arizona. So they're at Arizona. So I think they win this game, but I don't think we should all buy into the hype of Bo Nix and Oregon. Uh, Bo Nix is still a mid quarterback in my opinion, but you know, I mean, he could have done some, I'm working the off season, you know, fix some of those kinks, but I still don't, I don't have enough faith to uh, trust him at Oregon. So yeah, Bo Nix is coming from the SEC and going to the Pac-12. So like, that's like going from D1 football and then going to Division Three. Like, you should be popping off. Yeah. Um, no offense to Pac-12 players. But anyways, uh, I would agree there. I think that Oregon uh, takes that game. I don't think Arizona has it. Sorry. Um, with that being said, that wraps up our college uh, predictions and our college talk. Again, guys, before we get into the NFL, this is a friendly reminder. Come over to our YouTube Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time 
We will be live on YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscription button. Make sure you hit that bell and turn the notos on. And if you're listening from Spotify and or Apple Podcast after the uh, the show is live, that's when it will be posted. Um, head on over to YouTube. We'll ask. We'll answer questions live on our opinions. Um, and if maybe we're not talking about your team, maybe you know you want some more love uh, towards your team's way. Uh, you know, come chat it up. We will be glad to talk about your team. Make sure you follow us on Twitter as well. Uh, Taylor is a card seller, card dealer. Um, kind of like a drug dealer, but legal. And, yeah, uh, all legal. Yeah, once you start buying cards, it becomes an addiction. So uh, we'd be doing, uh, be doing giveaways here and there. Um, so just be on the lookout for the Twitter there. With that being said, Taylor, we move on to the NFL I have been waiting for this segment for a long time. Yeah, a whole day. Such a long time. A whole day. I've <laughs> <laughs> been waiting for this since our first game. Yeah. Um. So we go into, I mean, we'll just talk about it. The Colts versus Dumpster Fire versus Dumpster Fire. Colts versus the Broncos. I'm going to let you take this away before I chime in. Let me, let me hear what you got on your chest. You know, let me hear what it is. So... This season, I'm not talking about overall, I'm talking about this season, Russell Wilson is the worst quarterback that is leading a team right now. He is absolutely And Matt garbage. Ryan is tied for last, <laughs> is with <Yeah>. him as well. <laughs> this man is horrible. I don't know how you just go from being a really good quarterback to just forgetting how to read a defense. Makes zero sense in my mind. They were just playing hot potato like i don't want the ball you take it then the Colts said we don't want the ball you take it absolute disaster of a team i feel horrible for the broncos broncos fans their front office whatever because you said they said look we have russell wilson you know super bowl winning quarterback you know he's extremely mobile he's got a great football iq yeah everything you would want in a quarterback boom russell wilson right Mm -hmm. they didn't get that delivery the package got messed up in transit. Yeah, $245 million I don't know where it got left package. at, but it's not left at. It, it may, look, I think it never even left Seattle because Geno Smith, I've never seen him play football like that. I mean, come Geno on. Geno Smith I don't is balling right now. I don't think it made it onto the you know postal service van, whatever. Look, the Broncos got fooled. We all got fooled as football fans. Uh, you know, I was highly excited to see what the Broncos could produce this year because they have a really good defense. They have some really good stars. You know, they're, well, not anymore because the running backs entered. But, you know, they had a really good running back. They have some really good stars on the wideout. But mm-hmm. it just didn't formulate, and it boils down to Russell Wilson. And if you watch the game last night, you can see in the eyes of all those players, mm-hmm. they hate that man. That man <laughs> fooled everybody. So did you see the final play where KJ Hamler throwing his helmet on the ground? Because yep. he was wide yep. open. I, look, I was doing the same thing, but with my phone because I started Russell Wilson in fantasy football. Yeah, I apologize for all. I was Russell slamming my Wilson. phone just as hard. Absolutely ridiculous. Listen, that man's getting dropped. This is what I don't get, Taylor. Like, I understand some regression. Maybe he doesn't run as fast if you're a mobile quarterback. Yeah. Or maybe you don't throw as far because your arms, you know, older. But you should always, especially as a Pro Bowl quarterback, no matter if you're in year five and you hit your first Pro Bowl and you're in your 12, 13, whatever, 
you should still be able to read a freaking defense that should be embedded in your brain. He had Cortland Sutton made up in his mind that play. He did not read the defense, had a wide open touchdown on KJ Hamler. And then, listen, I've never seen so many rainbow passes. I mean, I've never seen so many more rainbows. He, he threw more rainbow passes, and there are rainbow flags in the LGBTQ parade. Like, the man had no fire on his passes. It was just rainbow, 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 yeah. rainbow. And then did you see – so as a quarterback, you have to lead your team and have that kind of – sometimes, you know, you can be like a Trevor Lawrence who's more mellow but is more – he's still a leader. But – and then there's the more fiery, you know, like Tim Tebow's kind of quarterbacks. Yeah. But at the end of his press conference, he just looks so depressed. And then he goes <laughs> – he snuck it in there. He his very last words were, "Broncos Nation, let's ride," and then walks off the thing, like, "Let's ride where off a cliff?" Because that's where you're taking our team. <laughs> oh man. So this is, I don't know what's going on. I really don't, uh, because I've never seen a quarterback go from being really good to be just really bad. Because I mean, you can look at Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you can say all the stuff you want about him, about his personal life, who he is, whatever. The man's entire tool belt just got ripped from him. He's got nobody to hey, well, that to was right now. Granted, that was his but own yet, doing. That was his own doing now, not taking a pay cut. Look, I, look I'm not saying it. whose fault it is, whatever. What I'm saying is that man's got nobody to throw to, and that is very apparent. But he's still getting them wins. He's still finding a way as a quarterback to get them yeah. wins. All right. Russell Wilson is more equipped with wide receivers than Aaron Rodgers is. And Aaron Rodgers is doing 10 times better. I don't know if Russell Wilson's just nervous or. But it's the Broncos. Sad as a whole. that he's not with the Seahawks anymore. Or. You know, I, I think it's the Broncos as a whole, too. I mean, Russell Wilson's not playing good, but Jerry Judy can't hold on to the ball. Cortland Sutton can't hold on to the ball. Melvin Gordon fumbles every you, every look, play. So would you be able to hold on to the football if you barely saw the football? I mean, Melvin Gordon every time he touches the ball, it's a fumble. <laughs> so look, and look, Jerry look, Judy had he had drop issues last year. So Jerry Judy yeah. has been butterfingers yeah. since last year. True, but he has so much potential. And you know, what also has potential the bread that I put in the the freaking. <laughs> oven downstairs and i don't know how to cook bread so you know it has potential going in but it's gonna be crap when it comes out <laughs> so just because you have potential look, does not mean all i'm saying that you're the is top this. receiver <laughs> look tell me this all right i'm gonna give you a scenario you tell me if this is if it works or not all right let me know you take jerry judy and place him on the green bay packers today mm -hmm. okay tell, tell me jerry judy does not pop off um, so I think, uh, because the Packers also have a can't catch, uh, can't catch a cold syndrome over there as well. I think Jerry Judy would fit right in with that locker room. Um, I think they play some hot potato and, um, but I do think that Jerry Judy would be playing better, uh, with the Green Bay Packers, but I don't, I, I just, I think the drops remain the same. I think he puts Look, up better he's, numbers. He's but. not going to be a, he's not going to be a top 10 wide receiver. But that's what he was drafted yeah, that, to be. That's, apparent. that's what you know, he was drafted to 10. be. Everyone said everyone said Jerry Judy was but he was gonna be better than that's what Russell Wilson was signed to be. 
Hey, so, hey. Uh, who do you, who do you blame if your team completely outside of your head coach, whatever, player wise? Who do you blame if your team's complete just trash? The Cowboys. Who do you blame? The quarterback. Oh, yeah. the Cowboys. <laughs> Cowboys are at fault for everything. Yeah. But you blame your quarterback, <clears throat> right? No, I agree. The quarterback's supposed to be the one that's rallying the people up. You know, like guys, look, we had some drop passes, whatever. Go back out there. It's in the past. We go out there and we score a touchdown. Whatever. Russell Wilson is not doing that. Okay. It all boils down to him. He's not, you know, taking his running backs aside and saying, "Look, dude, I don't know what you got going on in your head right now, but did you clear hear yourself up? Did you hear Richard Sermon like kind of sneak that in? Like he's like, run the ball. It's one yard. Why yeah. do you? He's like, why do you always do this? <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know. I think everything that's going on with the Broncos right now is 100% at the fault of Russell Wilson and their head coach. Now, now this begs – so this is going to come be black, like a take in the past. Is Russell Wilson – like he comes – I'm not saying he's a bad guy. Um, I think he's probably a great dude. Um, he probably gets a bad rap. Not probably a great leader. But everyone blamed Pete Carroll for that slant pass in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. With Marshawn Lynch having a career year, and Rashad Penny said it's finally nice to have a quarterback that doesn't check out of a run. Did Russell? Will, I mean, this is conspiracy theory. Maybe Pete Carroll did call the play. Did maybe Russell Wilson wanted to be the the winner? He wanted to throw the winning touchdown and make his ego boost a little bitter, uh, better, you know, a little bit bigger. Did he maybe check out of a run and throw so, that slant? Like, I mean. It, based off of the information that has been coming out ever, ever since he signed with the Broncos, it's very possible. Uh, and to your point, of, I just want to say this. So as a person outside of football, Russell Wilson is one of, probably one of the greatest people out there. Yeah, I will say that hands down. Uh, not a lot of people like dig into their personal lives, but uh, one of my cousins had cancer, was at the children's hospital. Him and his wife went to the hospital, you know, donated like, I think it was like $5 million that mm-hmm. day to the hospital, gave away jerseys, footballs, and actually hung out with people that were in the hospital, including my cousin, and just sat there and, you know, talked. So as a person, wonderful. As a football player now, eh, eh, maybe find yeah. a new, you know, career, but don't do commercials because nobody wants your danger with Dangerous. Spicy. I feel like I was nobody tied to the it. chair. I was like, God, please, no, no, no more dangerous sandwiches. Yeah, being forced into it, man. Yeah, and then – and that's another thing like russell just seems has to have this fake persona like it's yeah. it's so nice he, he, that it seems fake <laughs> and he has a new one every week he's yeah. a different person every single week he might you know I, I'm, I'm not a doctor i'm not here to diagnose people but he might be bipolar or something i don't know what the you know medical term would be but yeah. he seems like a different person every time we see him uh his commercials are weird uh his interviews are he's weird. Just a weird dude uh, just Everything about him is just—he's really a nice, weird. nice weird dude. Yeah, he's extremely nice weird dude. <laughs> so I uh, yeah, I'm... but so uh, so we've talked about the Broncos here. Let's get to the Colts. Uh, it it it's worth talking about the Colts, okay? Because while the Broncos are in a dumpster fire, so are the Colts, <laughs> and. <laughs> I think the Colts would be ten times better off if they would have kept Carson Wentz. Whoa, 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 that's whoa, just whoa! My personal, that is blasphemous. That, that, blasphemous. That, 
that is my personal opinion. I think we both share that opinion, but that's what I think. Uh, I don't see where uh, anybody with any type of knowledge on football would say, all right, we have Garland's. All right, we played pretty good football last year. We just, you know, at the end couldn't finish because that's football. That's how football goes. You can't win every single game. And then they look over here and they look at Matt Ryan and they're like, well, that looks better to me. And they were like, let's do that instead of this. I don't understand where, you know, that kind of. Yeah, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. The grass on the other side in in this case was gray, okay? Because Matt Ryan (laughs) should be retired. I don't know who was like, you know what, let's (laughs) go get That grass is dead. Ryan. Yeah. No, I I think. To Uh, me. The Colts suck. Uh, Yeah. Without Jonathan Taylor, they suck even worse. Uh, He's the only reason why that team is considered a football team so uh, and he, the thing I don't is know, but... like Jonathan Taylor hasn't played well this year uh but the biggest issue for that is the offensive line Ryan Kelly's graded out was last year was one of the top rated centers and throughout his career and I feel th- I still think he's a great center um he got injured last night so prayers for a quick recovery but he has been getting blown off the ball I've seen play after play after play after play where the defense attack was pushing him into Jonathan Taylor to where Jonathan Taylor doesn't even have time to hit the hole. Um, Matt Ryan doesn't have enough time to throw. Their left tackles are Matt Pryor and some six-round rookie that you could pluck off you know, the nearest Costco. Um, that offense line is abysmal. I think that, and I'm <laughs> sorry to all the Colts fans on TikTok who I have uh, teed off with over the year span about Michael Pittman, but I still think, and I will always think this, Michael Pittman is not a true number one. I think he is a very solid receiver, so don't get me wrong. But there are a lot of receivers that I would potentially take over him if we were to play like a top 15 game, you know. Um, I think Alec Pierce is a good rookie. Um, He's been dropping the ball here and there, but uh, for the most part, I think he's Matt Ryan's favorite target. They got Moali Cox, which is a solid tight end, and Jelani Woods, the rookie, is also a solid tight end. But the Colts' issues right now, like, they're currently points per game. They're the worst in the NFL. They're 14.3 average. Their efficiency is 27, second worst. Yards per play is five, five yards per play, which is tied for 24th. And their total QBR is 38, which is 24th in the league. So, I mean, Matt Ryan is, like you said, in his – should like I, I've told you this via Snapchat, Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan are like that old dog that you need to take out back, put a – you know, metaphorically speaking, put them out of their yeah. misery um, and move on. I think they should have kept Carson Wentz. I think we can agree there. Um, and Indy fans, um, Taylor, I'll let you talk about it here in a second. But Indy fans, I went to a couple Colts games, and uh, especially that Jaguars at the end of the game, and Carson didn't play great. And I will attest to that. But – you know, he went 27-7, and yes, that's kind of misconception because he should have had more interceptions than he did. But your defense was garbage. Your defense is garbage right now. Isaiah, I think Frank Reich has lost that locker room. Isaiah Rogers um, has come out and said it's hard to keep wanting to, to play when you got a new quarterback every year because um, you don't know who's leading the team. It's like you're starting over all over again. Um, they should have kept I, – I mean, I'll let you talk on it. I, th- I think they should have kept Carson Wentz uh, – Oh, no, 100%. I think Carson Wentz was the better option. Uh, 
I mean, at least give them another year. I don't see, I don't, I, I'm not a fan of the uh, one year done. I'm not a fan of it. Uh, I don't see how you can expect somebody to come in and completely change your entire franchise in one season. Uh, are there players out there that can do that? Yeah, but they're extremely rare. Uh, so let's see here. I'm going to, I'm going to compare something here. So let's see. TD's 27 interceptions, seven. Let's see over here. No, 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 no. 12 interceptions for Matt Ryan and only 20 TDs. So, I mean, if you're basing it off of last year's or last season's stats, Carson Wentz was the better quarterback uh, on every stat across the board, uh, Completion percentage, yards, TDs, uh, TD percentage, interception, interception percentage. Carson Wentz was the better quarterback. So I don't don't understand this whole Carson was the problem. We're going to get rid of him and we're going to replace him with the worst quarterback. Makes zero sense. And (laughs) And it makes zero sense for teams to go out here and say, all right, we're going to give you that one year. And I've told you this about about Jalen Hurts, the whole – We'll give him one full season, and then you know if he doesn't do well. <laughs> I, I listen, listen. Yeah. I give you it. I eat my words on Jalen. I love yeah. Jalen now. Someone, someone apparently bookmarked my tweet last year and responded to me on Twitter <laughs> saying, "I'm just revisiting this because I had to teach people about football." <laughs> listen, but here's here's the thing, right? But uh, just this is kind of a side topic about Jalen Hurts. He was always a great leader. But they, I even said I, th- I think he's a decent quarterback. And I even said he's kind of like Baker Baker Mayfield played better last year. But I said he's Baker Mayfield right now with legs. At the time last year, I think that was a fair comparison, being that Baker Mayfield was still having a statistical, you know, decent statistically season for the Browns. About the same as Jalen Hurts outside of the, the leg usage. Jalen Hurts struggled with reading defenses and um, – you know, just holding the ball too long. And so I think I even said, I said, those are, if he can read defenses better and make the plays he needs to make, as far as accuracy, he had trouble, uh, trouble throwing it deep last year and um, just accuracy all around. If he could fix those things, he would be a good quarterback. And he has, thanks to A.J. Brown and just another year in the system and Devontae Smith and kind of all the weapons they have there in Philly. Yeah, having one year under his belt and being able to yeah. see what he did wrong and be able to make those adjustments. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, we, we, the football community has gotten to a point where everybody expects your issues that you're going to have to be resolved before you have the issues. And that, that that's living in a fantasy world because we'd all love to have our issues resolved before they become issues. Yeah. But you can't get good if you're not bad. You know, you have to take the time, feel the entire program and the system that you have, and then work with those pieces, find where you've made errors, correct them, and then go out there and be better. And that's exactly what he did. That's what we need to give players a chance to do. This so, whole one-year adios like Mitch Trubisky. I think you should have had a full season. 100% think you should have had a full season. Give him the opportunity because I mean, the, are the nah, Steelers good? I'm going no, nah, but I'm going Kenny Pickett because if they're not, if you're not going to win, you might as well get your rookie quarterback experience because you know you're not going with Mitch in the future. If this was only one year deal with Mitch, you might as well like they were expecting Mitch to at least get them potential playoffs. Right now, they're not going to. So this is where I'd be like, I guess we might as well throw our rookie in, 
see what he can do and get him experience. So I mean, we're not even halfway through the season though. So I think at least, I mean, if at least give him half the season to work with this brand new team, they had a lot of stuff that happened in the off season. Unfortunately, they're what they expected to be their starting quarterback. Some expected to be their starting quarterback, uh, passed away, unfortunately. So there was a lot of things that happened that were, you know, they weren't expecting to happen. Give them the year, you know, what if, so let's say last year with the season that hurts had, you guys were like, and this dude just isn't it. You know, I know we got to the playoffs, but did we deserve to be there? Not really. You know, we got kind of slapped around a little bit by Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay. So let's move on. Let's go find another quarterback. And then you're just doing that same thing over and over and over and over again until you find this. Yeah, except for the the Browns, man. They are never finding – the Browns are never going to find that diamond in the rough. No. And so, okay, so let me ask you this because – well, before I ask you this, I'm going to end the meeting and then rejoin up because we got like three minutes and I want to make – go for it. So – uh, guys listening, uh, we apologize. Zoom's just stupid. All right. Uh, we'll go back into it. So yeah, guys, uh, if you're listening at home again, we apologize for the Zoom stuff. We're going to try to get that, uh, worked out and fixed. Um, cause apparently there's like Zoom Pro now. Waiting for Taylor to join up. All right. So back to what we were saying, uh, now that. We have to restart the clock. Um, the Colts have been one of those teams since Andrew Luck retired to have kind of go from quarterback to quarterback to quarterback to quarterback. Jacoby Brissett, Phil Rivers, uh, Phil Rivers to Carson now to Carson to uh, Matt Ryan, and they seem to be going after these older quarterbacks. Um, upcoming draft is pretty good. Uh, some Colts fans are saying tank for Bryce Young. Uh, I don't know if I tank for Bryce Young. I don't think he's gonna be that good in the NFL. He's five foot nine, and I know there's some short quarterbacks in the NFL like Kyler Murray and Russell, um, but they're more a little more stout. They're short, but they're stout. Bryce Young's slim. He's five nine, like one ninety. Um, so I don't know if he'll hold up. Do the Colts move on from Matt Ryan after the season if Matt Ryan doesn't retire? Absolutely. Yeah, and I would agree. Now, who would you take? Because they're gonna, they need to go youth. They can't keep going out their old quarterback. Who are they gonna get? Jimmy G next? Like they can't just keep beating the the, the fiddle. So I mean, so, if you had their top five pick. And there's every quarterback on the board for next year's draft. Do you take one, or do you take like maybe a wide receiver like Addison out of USC to kind of build around? Who who do you, what do you go with? So. So this upcoming draft is, I I would personally say, is very heavy on the quarterback side. I don't think they need to necessarily tank in order to snag a good, decent quarterback. They're already tanking on that, Ryan. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's already in effect. It's already the game plan. That was their whole plan along. I don't think they need to tank if they're not already doing it, but... I think there's so many good quarterbacks coming out this next draft that they're going to be able to get a good yeah. quarterback. You know, that's just any, any team that needs a quarterback, there's really good quarterbacks coming out that you're going to be able to work with and make them your franchise quarterback. So if I'm the Colts, I'm going to go ahead and try and snag a really good wide receiver. Oh, and then a quarterback so they can actually work together. That's what I would do if I was the Colts, because like you said, Pittman, he's not 
like a I, I wouldn't put him at you know wide receiver one in my opinion uh i don't think he like you i don't think he is that guy is he good yes but is he that good no so i would say get a, another wide receiver that's going to be able to assist your new quarterback whoever it's going to be even if they're 50 years old but you mm-hmm. need help jonathan taylor can't do it all their wide receiver course sucks not sucks but it's not great yeah um but there's there's plenty of quarterbacks, so they're not going to miss out. So I wouldn't say rush to get whoever is going to be going number one, whether it be you know Bryce Young, Stroud, or whoever is going to be number one. I say wait until you know there's a couple of decent quarterbacks left. Pick one, you know, get a veteran quarterback to kind of just teach them. Maybe they do get Jimmy G. I don't know, you know, and yeah. have him start. And then have this quarterback kind of wait it out, but I don't think they need to completely tank or anything like that. Yeah, I would agree. I think that's my personal opinion. I would think that um, that I would agree there. I think that uh, it, like you can, I think you can get hidden hooker in like the second round from Tennessee. I think he's solid and serviceable. So even if he's not your franchise quarterback, I think that uh, like he like and he's serviceable. Because the next couple drafts are probably going to be pretty stacked. Um, Arch Manning can come out in three years. Um, so if you're still struggling at quarterback there. Um, and, you know, like Manning to to Indy would just make sense to me. But, um, I mean. Imagine being a Colts fan and you're still struggling struggling three years from now at the quarterback yeah. position. And I think, like, I think names to, as a Colts fan, to watch in the first round if I'm getting a wide receiver to kind of build around. I think they should probably go offensive line, to be honest, because they need tackles. Um, but if you're going to yeah. go, no one likes the, the safe picks, all right? No one likes the tackle. So we're going to say they, they should go tackle. Left tackle, right tackle, doesn't matter. Take a tackle. But we'll say they'll take a uh, wide receiver in their first round. And uh, a name could be Jackson Smith. Um, I can't pronounce the last name. Jabba, uh, Ninja Ball from Ohio State. They're, you know, number one wide receiver. Or Addison or, um, from USC to kind of build around and, you know, take that pressure off Michael Pittman. Alec Pierce would be a, a great slot receiver. Um, but kind of getting someone else on the outside just because they don't really have any threats. Um, wide receiver, the Colts wide receiver group cannot create any separation. I mean, Brady, Brady's got more separation from his wife right now than the Colts wide receiver does from the corner. So um, I just think they should, again, should go that route. If, again, if I'm Colts on the clock, I'm going to tackle, if not wide receiver, and then get in my quarterback of the future or at least serviceable quarterback um, in the second round. In the second round, I think you're getting Hendon Hooker. You're getting Michael Penix from Washington who's playing great. Um, you can get – uh, Robinson Tom, or Thompson Robinson from UCLA, um, some decent guys. And then again, if you want to play quarterback carousel again, you can go go get Jimmy G. He'll step out the end zone for you. Um, pull the old Dan Orlovsky. Um, so I'm the Colts there. I just, I just think it's funny that we kind of, you know, underneath Pat McAfee's post, uh, he's the upgrade. Matt Ryan is the upgrade from Wentz. Wentz is the problem. They had no, not an issue with our defense and our offensive line being terrible and our wide receivers not getting any separation. It's all on Wentz. And then Matt Ryan's going to come and save the day. And then he didn't. So, I don't know. I mean, 
<laughs> like, well, everybody knew outside of him, apparently. Yeah. So, I don't know. The grass is always green. The Colts got a lot of problems. The Broncos got a lot of problems. Uh, this game has caused some problems in the media by former player Twitter sphere uh, with RG3 and Shady going back and forth. Um, if you guys don't know, if you live under a rock, RG3 tweeted out a picture of Melvin Gordon looking at RG3. Um, and he said, caption this. And Shady McCoy uh, simply tweet, quoted the tweet and says, uh, verbatim, damn, bro, take it easy on him, LOL. You experience this moment a lot more than Russ, uh, talking about what Kirk Cousins and that whole deal. Um, to which um, Robert Griffin responded with, uh, you're just upset that in, like, 2014 I scored more touchdowns than you, yada, yada, yada. And then um, – yeah, you know, whatever. And the Sean McCoy came back, would have, could have, but um, these are your numbers. And it showed his, you know, career stats, RG3's career stats. RG3 basically said if he didn't get injured and wasn't playing on one leg, he'd have a better career than LaShawn McCoy. Uh, Taylor, your thoughts? Because I got my thoughts, but there's a little back and forth. They hate each other, apparently. I love stuff like this. I, I know some people are like, oh, stop. It's not good for the the for football whatever i absolutely love this stuff because it is absolute comedy thing and i will say this uh rg3 i think if he was healthy and was not made out of what i believe you described him as cornbread uh (laughs) because he's brittle as can be i i think i think he would have been an absolute dominant quarterback i don't think he would be like top five ever but i think with his mobility i think he would have been a dominant quarterback I think he was, you know, Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson was Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I think he he kind of, you know, kicked open the door just a little bit for Lamar to come in and be who he's being. Yeah. Uh, so this, I absolutely love this stuff. The stuff they're saying back and forth is hilarious, and I love that the fact that both of them have receipts for everything each other's saying. I think. Listen, I think uh, I love it. Not, no bias here. I think Lashawn McCoy's got a little bit more of a receipt. Uh, no, absolutely. No, RG3's pulling off one season. Uh, yeah, no, no. Sean McCoy is a border, borderline agree. Hall of Famer. 11,000 yeah, yards. Absolutely. Top 15 running back of all time. I think they're, yeah. I, I think he, there's only 14 better running backs, if that, than LaShawn so, McCoy. So LaShawn McCoy is a what was, and RG3 is a what could have been. Yeah. Uh, so you can't really compare the two. But somehow they're doing it right now, and it's hilarious to me. Yeah. Uh, so At I the love end of the it. day, RG three would much rather have LaShawn McCoy's career two Super Bowls, even if he was you know wasn't really playing. Yeah, absolutely. Hall potential Hall of Fame career. Then I know RG three is a great analyst, um, and I'll give him that. Dude's hilarious. Dude is hilarious. But uh, at the end of the day, as a football player, the goal is to get a gold jacket and respect for your play, yes. not because you can talk good. At the end of like. I love Dan Orlovsky, but if you were to go back and forth on a what I did in the league uh, kind of argument like RG3 is doing against, say, like Barry Sanders, like they got in an argument, like, come on now, stop. Yeah. Right? <laughs> stop it. Like, you, there's a line and you crossed it. I think that uh, yeah. Shady McCoy probably came off a little abrasive. I know they don't, again, they don't like each other, but like to go, I, I got a couple more touchdowns than you in 2014. How about that? I could have been better than you. Yeah, you could have been, but you're not. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. So if we're taking away from the entertainment aspect of it, you know, 
know, RG3, you're taking the loss on this one. But as the fans of football and comedy and oh, roasting it. and beefs, we won as fans. It's yeah. I love it. So that, that's my take on it. And in the era of celebrity boxing, do they bring it to the ring? I don't think so. <laughs> Probably not. I would still take Shady McCoy in that fight. Shady McCoy, yeah, kinda, and, he's and, buff. And dude. I will say this. I will say this. Uh, RG3 has money. He's not struggling for – you know, getting any type of Jake business Paul right now. RG3. <laughs> yeah, you know, like Adrian Peterson was at the end of his career when he yeah. was just, you know, you know, wasn't good anymore. You know, he wasn't getting the contracts he was used to getting. So he probably did that to make money. Uh, Bell, he did it because, I mean, can't remember the last time he touched the field. So I know he was probably hurting for some money. That's why these players go out there and do this because yeah. it's entertaining for us to watch players we used to see on the football field, get into a boxing ring and box. It's like, this is weird, but I love it. I'm going to watch it. It's They're like going to get paid. Um, they make that check. Celebrity know. death match in real life. I don't remember if you ever yeah. watched that. Where like, they made oh, yeah. like, the cartoons yeah. and they beat yeah. the crap out of each other. Um, So we'll move on to a uh, Shady caught some heat for this as well. Um, He took Cooper Rush over Dak. He said that if Dak comes, if he's healthy to come back, he still stay with Cooper. Dude, I need to ask you this. If a healthy Dak Prescott is sitting there, do you stay with Cooper Rush or the quarterback you're paying over $100 million for? I'm taking Cooper Rush, and I'm going to try and find some way to trade Dak Prescott while he has somewhat of a value left in him. I've never, I never personally thought that Dak Prescott was the franchise quarterback for any team. He just doesn't have it in him. Uh, I think Cooper Rush is doing a great job of navigating this team. And so Cooper Rush is not like a star-studded quarterback where you're going to see him, you know, hurtling. He's not a Josh Allen or anything like that or a Lamar Jackson or any of those great players. But he is taking the team that he was just handed out of the blue, and he's working it, and he's working it well. He's not putting up wild numbers, but he's won every single game that he's played so far for the Dallas Cowboys this season, and I would stick with him for the rest of the season. I would move on from Dak. He's clearly not the answer. I mean, he's proven it to the entire franchise yeah. year after year, and he's definitely not worth how much money they're paying. Dude is way over. Dak, Dak, is, Dak is one of those quarterbacks that has – he has good stats, but to me, he's a game manager. I think um, he's kind of like a – I don't know if you remember Chad Pennington uh, from the Jets who went on to the Dolphins. Um, he's a solid quarterback. He's going to get you to the playoffs from time to time. But I don't know if he has that Mamba mentality uh, in him, the, that killer instinct. I don't think R- Cooper Rush does either. Don't get me wrong, Cowboys Nation. But I think that Cooper Rush is a good bridge quarterback to where they could potentially, maybe not this year, but the year after, draft a quarterback, stick with Cooper Rush, and then move on and try to find their franchise quarterback if Cooper Rush is not the answer. And like you said, right now people do consider some people consider Dak Prescott a top ten quarterback. I personally don't, but this is the prime time for him to get healthy. You have till week six for the trade deadline. Maybe the 49ers. Um, you know they need a quarterback. Uh, maybe the Carolina Panthers. There's there's a couple teams. The Texans maybe if they if they're not sold on Mills, but you could potentially get a for the Cowboys. You could potentially probably get a second, maybe. 
a first round pick for Dak Prescott right now. And if you think you wait too much yeah. longer, there, uh, yeah, you just paid money there, for no reason. There are teams out there that are probably, yeah, they're probably deep in the trenches enough where they might give up a first round draft pick for Dak. And if you can get a first round draft pick for Dak, I would hop on that immediately. No questions. Yeah. Uh, you know, just give it to me, take them, whatever. You know, we'll run with Cooper until we can, you know, draft a good quarterback because the, the draft is loaded. Yeah. Loaded. Yeah. That's my opinion. That. I got rush over Dak every yeah. day. I'd agree there. I think if you take the money out of it, um, when you compare player to player, you just, right now, Rush is playing at a, he's not phenomenal, but he's playing at a good, good pace there. Uh, I think the Cowboys are playing hard for him. And, uh, I mean, he hasn't lost a game yet as a uh, Cowboy. So um, I think you just, you always go then to me it's like you know you always go with the hot hand like you do in basketball uh when you have like a bench player maybe playing better than a starter you go with the hot hand over the person who's maybe returning from injury until and you know Cooper Rush later in the season sucks you know okay put Dak back in whatever but um we move on to uh CTE unfortunately AB uh bars um AB ever since that um, hit from Fontes Perfect has been different. He's always been wild as far as a character, but this is a whole other level. Um, I don't know if he saw it. He exposed himself in Dubai, uh, took off his shorts, and was just uh, he's masturbating um, in a public pool. And then he posted a picture of him hugging Giselle uh, amongst the rumors of uh, Tom Brady and Giselle divorcing. Um, everyone knows that AB, Tom Brady took AB in. So I don't know if he's hinting that he's the reason for the divorce. Maybe Giselle, you know, caught a little of herself, you know, some AB action. Or maybe he's just doing it as a dig as Tom Brady because I know for whatever reason he doesn't like Tom Brady, even though Tom Brady gave him a mansion to live in, free food, <laughs> a new job. Um, but just give me your take on that AB situation uh, over there. I'll keep it short because I, I, I personally hate these topics. Uh, uh, I don't think that – I think within the coming years, we're probably going to hear an unfortunate story about A.B., whether he does something where he gets locked up. Uh, he may take his own life because this is, you know, following patterns of previous people who have had CTE, and then they do something dangerous, and unfortunately something bad happens. Uh I hate hearing this stuff because he's something's clearly wrong. He's not mentally stable. Uh, I don't know if anybody's reaching out to help him. It doesn't really sound like anybody's trying to help him, you know, get the care he needs. Uh, and I know they say that you can't diagnose CTE until uh, somebody passes away. I'm doing it right now. The man 100% has CTE. You know, don't tell me you can't diagnose it. Yeah. The man is 100% different and what he was before that hit in his football career. It's it's plain and simple to yeah. say that this man has CTE. Uh, with that, though, just like everything else, it does not excuse him from his actions. Yeah. You know, exposing yourself to innocent people just trying to enjoy their day is disgusting and uh, unexcusable. I mean, there are kids, in, there are kids uh, in that pool, so, yeah. like... Yeah. And uh, so, and then posting a photo of the wife of somebody who 
gave you an olive branch when everybody else was doubting you and saying that you're done, you're never playing in the league again. Mm-hmm. He gave you somewhere to sleep. He took you in. He told you, look, you are a talented player. I believe in you. I'm getting you this job. And then you walk out on the team mid-game, throw your shirt off, whatever, and then you see this person who gave you that olive branch going through a tough personal time right now, and you post a photo like that trying to add to the rumors and all this other stuff. It's sick. It's disgusting. Hopefully, you know, he gets the help he needs, and this is the last last time we hear about AB, Mm -hmm. which is a good thing because if you don't hear about AB, that means nothing bad happens. So hopefully this is the last thing we hear about AB and he just lives a quiet life, you know, enjoy retirement and then just chill. Beyond uh, the CTE, obviously we pray for uh, Antonio Brown to kind of get his head examined and uh, to get the hope he needs. Um, Not going to lie, if I brought somebody in and me and my wife were going through some, you know, some struggles that were kind of public, and uh, you posted a picture of my wife hugging you uh, as a man, not just a, trying to keep this peace. I'd want to probably punch you in the face. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Just because that's like that is disrespectful. To, it's one thing to take a shot at Tom Brady and say you know whatever, but to then to go after his wife uh, and to bring his family into it, I think that's a whole another level of disrespect. Um, and AB is exposing himself to. Exposing himself left and right, uh, more ways than one. Um, with that being said, we we have talked about Brady's apparent, it's not been confirmed, uh, separation or divorce from Giselle. Um, so with that being said, what's the biggest divorce in NFL history? I'll let you start. In NFL history. Peyton Manning and the Colts, hands down. I think we can all agree that that is at least top five. Yeah. Uh, Peyton Manning is – you know, in my personal opinion, the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Uh, he's just that guy. He's got mm-hmm. that arm. You know, he's got that football IQ. Uh, I know there was uncertainty around his injury and his surgery that he had. But, man, did the Colts mess up big time because he had another Super Bowl in him. And he played some good football. Record-breaking year when he went to the Broncos. 55 touchdowns. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, that, that would yeah. be my uh, – that would be mine. Uh, I, I know there's plenty more out there, but for me personally, that would be the biggest. Yeah, I think that uh, some you can think of that's not mine, um, just to put this out there, people watching, I know people are going to bring it up. Jerry Rice and the 49ers. Um, Joe Montana and the 49ers. Um, the 49ers and everyone. <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady, and, Tom Brady and the Patriots. Um, Zach Wilson and uh, his mom's yeah. friend. Um, so there's some, there's Cougar some, Nation. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, he went to BYU. You know, he's a Cougar. Yeah. He's a Cougar through and through. Um. Yeah. So mine would be, mine would be Reggie White uh, leaving Philly as an Eagles fan. I'm just gonna be have my own bias here. Leaving Philly to Green Bay. Everyone knows that kind of situation. Uh, he spent some good amount of time in Philly. Philly didn't offer him after I believe it was eight seasons a new contract. Um, and then he went on to Green Bay. Uh, he felt slighted by Philly for not getting a new contract. You know, he put in the work. Definitely, he's a you know Hall of Famer. Is considered one of the best defensive tackles, if not the best defensive tackle to ever play the game. Uh, just not to get a contract. He had 198 career sacks, which is I believe still unbroken. 
uh, for SAC Records. Um, you know, Phillies had a couple. They had Chris Carter, but Chris Carter had to leave because of um, addiction. He kind of needed to get his head on his shoulders and had a great career. Another one's Randy Moss with uh, the Vikings and uh, going on to the Raiders. There's T.O. Uh, leaving. Uh, Brandon, we're supposed to be so. talking about your personal. Yeah, one, no, my personal single one. My <laughs> personal one is Reggie White from Philly to Green Bay. I'm saying <laughs> all I'm saying is there's a lot of good ones, but my personal is Reggie White from Green Bay, and uh, yeah. So with that, my man was said, about to name off every single yeah. one that should ever be noted. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Youngblood, Frank Tarkenton, all of our bases. Frank Tarkenton, <laughs> Jim Brown. <laughs> oh man! All right. So that being said, guys, we're gonna go into our game breakdown. Our uh, our calling each game for the NFL week here. You guys all know the outcome of the uh, Thursday night game. Uh, we all wish we could erase our eyes there. But we're going to go in. I'm going to ask Taylor. Uh, first game on the docket. It's in London. Giants versus the Packers. Who you got? Packers, no question about it. All right. I think I'm going with Danny. No, oh, no, I'm going Packers. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think the Giants are pretenders. Um, Steelers, Kenny Pickett's first start in his career is versus the Buffalo Bills. Who you got? I think the Buffalo Bills take it. I know that they have some weak spots in their defense right now, but the Steelers ain't it. Nope. I think that the Bills take this as well. Josh Allen right now is arguably the best quarterback in the league. Yeah. Um, you have the Chargers versus the Browns, both 2-2. Two and two. I have the Chargers. I think that the Chargers are just 2-2 two and two right now because of injuries. Uh, Keenan Allen, uh, Palmer. Uh, Herbert, you name it, injuries. Yeah. I don't think the Browns have anything close to having the capability of beating the Chargers. But maybe we'll Nick see. Chubb. You know, they have Mark Cooper, Nick Chubb. They're just. A, I think the Browns are a quarterback away. That's it. I think they have oh, yeah. a solid team. They're a quarterback yeah. away. I have to agree. I think going Chargers here though too. Um, the Jags, Jaguars versus the Texans. Uh, Jaguars. Hopefully they can pick it up. Uh, I think they started off really hot uh the texans have not started at all so i'm going jaguars <laughs> i'd agree there uh, i think trevor lawrence is finally starting to look like I mean, he struggled against philly uh very bad um but for the yeah. other other three games i think um they played it even when they lost um i think that he's looked like a solid quarterback a, t- a quarterback that you can at least be hopeful and build your team around maybe in his other years you were like maybe we need to move on but i think he's turning it around and i think a big part of that is doug peterson um, and just him having a finally good coach. Um, then we have the Bears versus the Vikings. Uh, Vikings. I, I mean, I don't even think they're. I don't even think they're going to get fifty yards passing on the Bears end. So I'm going yeah. Vikings. I don't think Justin Fields has thrown for over a hundred yards yet. Um, he hasn't. I'm going for the Vikings as well. Um, to talk about Justin Fields real quick. Justin Fields is. I don't know if he's the problem, but he's not playing well. That's all I'm going to say. Um, we have the Lions versus the Patriots. Lions, they are nasty. As long as they can fix their defense, because that defense is very scary. Yeah. And scary in a bad way, because they yeah. suck. Yeah, the Lions had the number one scoring offense in the entire league. And if you would have told me that last year or any year before that, I would have said... Uh, 
what drugs did you buy and where can I get them? Because that's crazy. But Dan Campbell has the Lions offense clicking. Their defense, not so much. I'm going to go with the Lions there as well. Uh, Bill Belichick. I'm, I'm going. I'm just going to put this out there. I think this might be Bill Belichick's last year with uh, the Patriots. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, And then the Seahawks versus the Saints. Uh, I have the Seahawks. I think they're playing some really good football, and the Saints don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I would agree there. Um, I think if Jameis comes back, the Saints could have it, but Jill Smith's been playing well. Uh, we had the Dolphins versus the Jets, with Tua being out. <clears throat> I'm still going to give it to the Dolphins. I think outside of Tua, they have a really well-rounded football team defensively and offensively. Uh, so I, I don't think that two is going to be a huge impact. It's going to be, it, I mean, they're going to be impacted by it, but I don't think it's going to be a, a major impact. Uh, so, and plus the Jets, I mean, that's the Jets. G-E-T-S. Although, although uh, Hall has been popping off. Uh, so yeah. I'm, I'm, I might be wrong on that one, but I'm going to go Dolphins as a safe bet, but it, it will be close. I think I'm going Dolphins. Teddy Bridgewater is a serviceable quarterback and, He's one of those quarterbacks that say maybe if you're looking for your franchise quarterback, you could have him start a year and be happy with maybe the outcome of the season. He's not great, but he's not bad. Um, yeah. And again, like you said, the talent on that team, that Dolphins team, Tyree Jekyll, Jalen Waddle, um, and um, Raheem Morissette, and Mike Gusecki, Um, I think they have a pretty good squad. I think the, the Dolphins take it. Um, then we have the Falcons versus the Buccaneers. Buccaneers. I've right. got nothing to add to that. All right, I'm going to go Falcons. Except for Drake London. Drake London is – he's going to be good. He's so good. I'm say. Drake London is going to be really good. He's good. Um, fantasy owners, I know you're not happy about the Kyle Pitts situation, but uh, they're using him as an, an extra tackle because that offensive line is so bad. So uh, he's not going to get the receiving yards that he gets this year. Um, but I, I want to take the Falcons here. Uh, well, actually, I'm not. I'm taking the Bucks. Let me not be stupid. Um. Yeah, let me not be stupid. All right, I'm going with the Buccaneers. Um, <laughs> Titans versus the Commanders. Uh, the Commanders are a God. They're a mystery. Yeah, they really are. Uh, I th- I think the Titans are gonna win it. Uh, but um, there's always a chance the Commanders have their their week. You know, they're yeah. they're one of those teams where they're gonna suck suck. Do really good, then suck. Really good, then suck, suck, suck. Really good, so. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to go Titans. I'm going to go the opposite. I think they go as far as Carson Wentz goes, and as long as Carson Wentz doesn't make the mental mistakes that he's prone to make, but there's sometimes he comes up big, sometimes he comes up small. Yeah. I think. I mean, I still think the Commanders have a struggling offensive line, and their defense hasn't been great. And Carson, for the past two weeks, hasn't played. He's played, well, past week he sucked and the first two weeks he played pretty decent i think he has a good game against the titans the titans don't really have any corners that are like scary uh to really yeah. hold down uh terry mclaurin and uh Jahan dotson so i think the commanders take this one uh we'll go on to the 49ers versus the panthers Ooh, uh garbage versus garbage uh so i think the 49ers suck unless they're playing the ram Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna go with the Panthers. All right, I'm gonna go uh, with the Panthers. I I hope 
because uh, I, I, th- I like Baker Mayfield. I hope the Panthers turn it around. Uh, then we have the Cardinals versus the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, I'm going. The Cardinals Eagles. look weird this year. Yeah, I'm going Eagles there. Uh, just yeah, they're playing great, and uh, it's my squad. We so. knew what your answer would <laughs> yeah. be. Um, then we have the Cowboys versus your squad of the Rams. I think the Cowboys are going to take the win. I don't think the Rams. Something's going on. I don't know if Van Jefferson was really that important on the team, but apparently he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm going Cowboys. Uh, but the Rams to... aren't a bad team. No. That's the thing. I think, but they're just playing horrible. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey's playing bad. Aaron Donald's playing all right, but I want to go. I'm going to go Rams here, not just because it's the Cowboys. But I think that your guys' defense line yeah. gets after um, Cooper yes. Rush. Um, and I think that this is going to be a good defensive line for Cooper Rush to kind of test, you know, put them to the test. I think Aaron Donald and company come to play this game. Uh, so I'm going for the Rams there. I hope um, so. Then we have the, the Bengals versus the Ravens. I feel bad for the Ravens. I think we should probably talk about them. That They play so well and then they lose the game. It sucks to see. Uh, That's the issue about Lamar Jackson. Bengals, we'll talk about another date, but... Yeah. But the Bengals are shady also. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Ravens because I think they're definitely well more equipped to get the win here. Uh, Bengals are going to take the L. I'm going Bengals Super Bowl here. hangover for both teams. I, I'm, I'm going the Bengals here because Lamar has been... Playing great, but he also in the fourth quarter has been choking. And um, T. Higgins is playing lights out. Uh, Jamar Chase is still playing good, but T. Higgins is having a career year. And Joe Mix is playing pretty decent. Um, so I'm going to go with the Bengals here. But I really think that game's a toss-up. Really, you can toss a coin and kind of see where that one goes. The last game whew, is the Raiders versus the Chiefs. Chiefs, hands down. There's no question. Nothing I can add to this to even make it a debate. Chiefs, yeah. hands down. Yeah, I'm going Chiefs. Patty Mahomes is playing lights out. Um, we have to go with that. So, guys, that's our pick. That's our first episode. Technically, we recorded last week, but it did not, for whatever reason, record, or and everything was messing up. Um, with that being said, thank you guys for watching. Um, make sure you hit that bell button on YouTube. For Hitting Notos, we are live every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern time uh, where we re- will recap the Thursday night game and go on to college and the NFL. Like always, we are going to be on Apple uh, Podcast and Spotify. I'll get that uplo- this uploaded after we get off here. And uh, this is the booth. Taylor, um, anything else you got left to say? Uh, Cooper Rush for MVP. I'm out. All right, guys. Uh, Appreciate you guys and see you next week.